Hello, everyone, and welcome to Made in His Image, a Christian podcast where we take a look at what the world has told us about ourselves, what we think we know about ourselves, and ultimately what God has to say about that. My name is Stephanie Shanthakumar. I'm your host, and it's the third episode, and I'm really excited because it's about heartbreak. And so I'm not going to really be talking about scripture. I'm mostly going to be talking about what God has shown me through my heartbreak. Um, And yeah, there are three lessons I took out of falling in love and then having to let go of that love. And so I'm really excited to just get into it. So I'll start off with saying that growing up, I never really envisioned being a wife or a girlfriend. I feel like I always thought that I would become a mom. I never really like considered my vocation or questioned that, but I just felt like I wanted to become a mom and I never really, I skipped past the whole wedding thing, which I don't think many women do because I feel like a lot of the time you hear about women, like teenagers planning their weddings and like envisioning you know the kind of man that they're gonna end up with but I feel like I never really thought about that and I was I'm more so thought about just like naturally thinking oh yeah I'll end up getting married one day and then having children so because that was my mindset growing up especially when I got into my high school years um, whenever I had a crush on someone and then they liked me back I felt incredibly uncomfortable about that And it caused me to think that I was never going to be capable of loving someone. Um, And that had me confused as well. Like, I remember being like, well, if I'm not going to, if I'm not able to love anyone, then what am I going to do? How am I going to get married? So I remember telling, like, my best friend that that was a concern of mine. And I used to bring that up in prayer as well. And I would say, you know, Lord, please help me to discern or figure out you know how to love someone well and also whether or not i am called to married life because what well, I, I don't know maybe because i'm not capable of loving someone maybe i'm called to religious life and i'm only meant to love you um and so yeah that was like the the mindset was that i was not going to be capable of love and by the way just side note before i actually get into my story I think everyone has experienced heartbreak, whether it's from, you know, a family member or, you know, your first love or your fifth boyfriend, whatever. Um, I think we've all experienced heartbreak in one capacity or another. And whatever it is you've learned from it, knowing that that wasn't a lesson that was learned in vain that you ended up learning something from it and that you can use that for the rest of your life. Um, And I think that's what I kind of learned, especially I think the reason I'm comfortable talking about it now is because I feel like I'm thriving and like living life the way God wants me to live life. I wasn't doing that before. And so I'm kind of learning to take the lessons that God has taught me along the way and use them to my advantage and also like use them to share with you guys so anyways yeah 
the mindset for me was I'm not capable of love. And then, so that was my mindset in high school. And then I graduated and I became friends with this guy, um, super cool guy. And, um, he was Catholic, um, very funny. And, um, I quickly, we quickly became close and we were good friends for a while. And then I ended up catching feelings. Uh, And I think the minute that, or like, I guess, or the period of time where I first started catching feelings, um, I ended up telling him about it and wanting to create good boundaries between us, which didn't end up happening. And I guess because we didn't create good enough boundaries, I ended up falling in love with him and falling in love with not just him, but his passions and or I guess his interests and uh, his ambition. And I basically created, in my mind, the ideal man through him. And because he's not a perfect human being, because no one is, um, I'd be disappointed or upset with him when he missed the mark or when he wasn't what I envisioned. And so this thought process was not emotionally chased and it caused me a lot of grief in the end but I had a really hard time letting go of his friendship because I knew that if I let go of the friendship then I let go of the possibility of ever ending up with him and so this my heartbreak was not a heartbreak where I was dating someone and then you know we broke up my heartbreak came from unreciprocated love and it was a tough one to let go of because it was the first time I had felt anything that intense and that deep for someone. Um, so yeah, for like about two years of my life, I spent trying to let go of him. Um, my prayers looked very interesting. I would ask the Lord to remove him from my life if that was what needed to happen and also I would also pray that if these feelings were in my heart for a reason that that I eventually learn why they were put on my heart in the first place so it was more a thing of curiosity it's something that I have explained in the past where you look at your life with curiosity rather than condemnation so instead of feeling upset with myself for having these feelings because I can't control them learning to question them and understand why I have those feelings and like also it really helped to question whether or not I really loved him or loved the idea of him um in the end I figured out that I really did love him but it was something that was on my mind trying to figure out what it was like what version of him I truly did love and so yeah, we struggled a lot in our friendship and the time that we spent together, but we were both very, I guess, we were both striving for heaven. We both still are. Um, And because we were doing it side by side, it just made sense to continue being friends. And so, yeah, it 
took a long time to let go of friendship with him. But there was a moment where I thought I had. And so I, I last year, I ended my friendship with him. And that was like one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. Um, and the reason I ended my friendship with him is because I felt like we just kept going in circles of, you know, like me with my feelings and him wanting friendship and not being able to let go of that friendship either. And that was really hard for the both of us. And so I think all of this to say, I'm I'm explaining it in such a vague way because it was so long and um, sometimes I don't even remember the entirety of the story. But what I do know is that like, I got to a point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I ended the friendship and that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my entire life. And I feel like I've gone through some pretty horrible things in my life, yet I can classify this as one of the most horrible things I've ever had to do or the hardest things I've ever had to do. And so knowing that, you can kind of get a glimpse into how hard or how intense the friendship was or how intense the love was. And so it was the hardest thing to let go of. And I spent three months grieving what I had envisioned in my mind. And that also has to do with emotional chastity. Like emotional chastity is being able to guard your heart and your mind So not letting your fantasies kind of fester. And I think this is true to most women. We tend to be up in our heads daydreaming, um, coming up with scenarios of you and the man, you know, on a date or at your wedding. And we skip so many chapters and so many things that um, are supposed to take place first we kind of lose grip on reality. And I think that's what the devil kind of wants from us is for us to kind of live in our fantasies rather than in the real world. And so when you're aware of your fantasies and you see that you've been entertaining certain thoughts for a long time, they're really, really hard to get rid of because you've created your own reality in your mind and you've now basically started to live in it and that's very dangerous because it's not the truth, right? And what God really desires from us is that we live in truth and love. And he is love, right? And he is true and good. So it's, yeah, it's challenging when you spend a lot of time up in your head daydreaming things. So for those three months, I grieved the fantasies. I grieved the friendship and he you know uh, it started to get a little bit easier but then we ended up reconnecting through mutual friends and that was um that was the point where i had learned my first lesson so in those three months i had learned that i was capable of love because that grieving period taught me that hey Like, you are an awesome human being because if you can feel this pain so intensely for this man um, and for the loss of your friendship with him, then that means you are capable of love and that means that you will be capable of loving someone in the future. 
And even if I didn't want to admit that, that I would be capable of loving someone in the future, I think it was important to recognize that I was capable of love in the first place. And that gave me courage. Um, and also, like, even if I didn't want to think about it, it gave me a little bit of hope to think, hey, if you can do it once, you can do it again. So that was the first lesson that I learned um, the first time I let him go. And so we reconnected, we, came, we became good friends again, and, um, you know, uh, it, it went right back to where it was before, and my feelings grew again, and um, that grieving period felt, it, even if it was really intense, it, I almost forgot it, and, but it was always in the back of my mind, and so we went through really intense highs and lows in our friendship and during that period of time where we were kind of going up and down is when I really started to pray for the courage to let go of the friendship now it was no longer oh like what is this and like how do I feel and you know what what are what do my feelings mean lord it more so became a thing of oh i know what i need to do because i did it once before i know what i need to do i'm just not capable of doing it i don't have the strength to let go and that was what god was trying to teach me was the ability to let go of certain things and this applies not only to my love life i think there are so many things in every single one of our lives that we're not capable of letting go of. Some of us have a hard time letting go in our academics. We have a hard time resting and we aren't able to put our phones down. Some of us have an, an inability to let go of rest, the opposite, and like getting work done and being disciplined. Um, some of it can be not being able to let go of materialistic things our phones coffee i don't know um other forms of technology reading books like anything in and of its extreme not being able to let go of it um can hold you captive and so what i couldn't let go of at the time was this person my close friend um I wasn't, I wasn't able to let him go because I was holding on so tightly and I had created, I guess, a bubble um, within that friendship where I like didn't want to escape. Um, and even if my heart longed to escape, I just couldn't. My mind wasn't ready. And so I kept praying for the courage to let go. And when I finally did let go, it was a mix of things. Time definitely helped. Uh, confiding in friends also really helped to hear other people tell me, you know, you deserve better in the sense that, you know, you want someone in your life who shows you that they want you, that, um, you know, just in terms of standards for dating, you want to feel seen understood chosen and no hate to my my friend um but he just wasn't capable of loving me in the same way and that's okay uh but he couldn't choose me fully or see me or understand me 
And uh, so confiding in friends was something that was really good for me and um, helped me to realize certain things. Um, Another thing was spending time in adoration. I remember a particular night I was at a conference and I had been praying for, I guess, again, the courage to let go. And so I'm in deep prayer, deep meditation, and what I end up seeing, and like my eyes are closed, and what I end up seeing is a little girl, and she's holding a little ball, and it's glowing, and it's red. And she gives it to Jesus, who's standing in front of her. She gives it to him, and he turns it, in, turns it into something else, and he gives it back to her. And so she's like, whoa, that's super cool. Like, I just gave him something, and he turned it into something else. And so she's like, okay, I need to turn around and see if there's anything else I can give him. So she turns around and she sees a bunch of things. And she, you know, runs to go grab tidy little trinkets and bring it back to him. And he kind of turns it into something else, really fun and cool. And then she sees this huge box, this large box, heavy. Um, And she's trying to push it towards him because she's really excited to see what he's going to do with something huge. At this point, she's only been giving him tiny bits and pieces of things. But, like, now she's got something huge. So she's pushing it towards him. And he's waiting very patiently, very kindly, just sitting there and waiting for her. And she's pushing things and, or she's pushing this box. When she finally gets to him, she's, like, about a step away from giving it to him. And he holds his hand out. And when she takes that final push, she pushes the box fully into his hand. It looks so small in his hand, in his palm, compared to her body. And I, yeah, that was so vivid. The imagery was so vivid in my mind that, you know, I felt like I was dreaming. And so I feel like I woke up and I opened my eyes and I was like, I know exactly what I need to do. This box to me was um, definitely a representation of my friend and the love that I had for him. And I realized that I needed to move the box little by little, trusting that when it got into Christ's hands, he would do something amazing with it. I think that the lesson I learned there was Letting go <coughs> would letting go would allow God to do something great in my life. That you have to let go of things that aren't for you. And and trust that God would take the things that you give him and give you something that he knows is a deep desire of yours. If that's what he wills, right? So um there's a level of trust in in God's plan that you have to have in order to give him things wholeheartedly, 100%. And because I was having such a hard time letting go and I kept going back and forth and there were so many highs and lows and uh, it was really intense those two years of time, my trust in God kind of dwindled because I was now no longer sure of his capabilities. I was no longer sure whether or not God 
was for or against me. And that's where I started to like doubt, I guess, God's love for me. Uh, but yeah, being able to pray honestly and being like, you know what, God, I don't even know what you're doing. I don't even know what I'm doing. And, um, I'm just going to try to give this up to you every day. Um, and the way to give something up, honestly, is again, time sharing it with your friends, but also like it takes, it's like an active effort. Anytime this person pops up in your mind, being able to like, Imagine yourself taking the thought out of your mind and giving it to God. That is so hard because if you think, if you're constantly thinking of someone, then you have to do this like at least every three minutes a day. And that's exhausting to be able to be like, okay, I know this isn't for me. I have to let this go. So I'm going to give this up to you, Lord. Every three minutes of the day sounds impossible, but for the first few days, it's going to be every three minutes. And then a week later, it's going to be every five minutes. And then a week later, it's going to be every like 20 minutes. And by the time a couple months go by, it's like maybe once a day that you have to give this up. I used to do this with anxiety whenever I had an anxious thought or I was panicking, just being able to give it up to God. And little by little, by giving him, offering these things up to him, he takes them, he takes the little trinkets, and finally you're able to give him the heavy box. Um, But it's not that heavy anymore because you've gotten rid of all those little trinkets in the first place. It's not so heavy to push. So there, yeah, there was a final moment where I was like, you know what, I'm done. I'm done trying to be in control of everything. I need to give this up to God. And so that's exactly what I did. Um, I ended the friendship once and for all. And uh, I, I, I let go. And ever since then, my life has been very different. Grieving the friendship was hard. Grieving the loss of a human being, you know, like he didn't die, but I don't, he's no longer part of my circle or my life. Or, you know, my friends don't hear about him because there's nothing to say, right? And his friends don't hear about me because I'm not there. And yeah, it's like almost like a death, but it's not. And so it's been interesting. Life post-heartbreak has been interesting. Heartbreak, I, I obviously during those first three months when I first let go of the friendship that was really interesting the physical aspects of heartbreak like you feel it so deeply in your chest you can't breathe you're crying all the time um and you feel like your heart's been shattered into like a million pieces it was you also feel like you'll never get out of it honestly heartbreak was really interesting for me um also because I, I don't I don't know what heartbreak looks like for you. Maybe you've been cheated on before or you were actually dating the person and had to break up with them for whatever reason or you know maybe your heartbreak isn't even a romantic heartbreak. Maybe you've lost someone in your life or um you know you had a falling out with a sibling or a parent. These lessons still apply. Learning that you're capable of love 
because you feel this pain, this intense pain, knowing that you're capable of love. The second thing being, you know, um, learning to let go and not holding on to the past, not holding on to um, the people that you're losing in your life because God has something greater in mind, whether that's a new person, um, whether that's a new version of you, um, maybe he's shaping you into something you're not even capable of knowing about yet, right? So these lessons don't just apply to romantic relationships or friendships or whatever. They also apply to life in general, right? And so, um, yeah, that was the second lesson, learning to let go of things that aren't for me and fully trusting in God's plan. And so the third thing I learned was that my first love never actually broke my heart. Now, this is a weird one because I thought my first love was the unreciprocated love from when I was 19. What I ended up finding out, though, was that God has been and has always been my first love. And so when you figure that out and you get you come to the conclusion that God was your first love and is your first love, then you know that your standards for love should be so high because he shows you that he understands you and he chooses you and he feels you. And when you have the love of the Lord and when you understand the love of the Lord, you're better capable of loving other people. So for me, and I'm sure for many of you, if you've ever gone through a breakup or heartbreak in general, we can tend to spiral into this this place of resent, like being resent resentment. Sorry, that's what I wanted to say, resentment. Uh, you can become resentful towards the person, a little bit bitter, a little bit petty. And don't lie if you have, because I know I have. I've gotten into a place where I wanted to be so petty and like show this person that I was capable of not caring and, you know, whatever. I was being stupid. Um, but that's because you've placed the person on a higher pedestal than you ever would God. And you've basically turned this person into an idol. When I think you're capable of letting go of someone you've idolized and you can finally see God for his sacrificial love and just be in awe of him, you can better love the people around you. So looking back on, um, I guess, my first heartbreak, I can say that if I, say if I had ended up dating him or, you know, whatever, that I can confidently say that my love for him would have been very selfish because I would have acted off of my own definition of love and what I thought love looked like. But then when I think, when I realized 
what God's version of love looks like and it's sacrificial and it's good and it's kind and it's patient. Because I know that God is capable of loving me in this way, I want to strive to love my spouse in the same way. So whenever I do end up marrying someone, I now am confident that I can strive to love that person in the way that God loves me to choose a person, show them that I understand them, show them that I feel them. So yeah, those are the three lessons I took out of heartbreak and out of my, I guess, second love because my first love is God. Um, The first lesson being that I am capable of love and if it hurts this deep to feel this pain, then that means the love was that deep. The second thing is that I have to let go of things that aren't for me and when I am capable of trusting God, then I am, it'll be easier to let go because I know that there's more in store for me. The third thing is that my first love never actually broke my heart because my first love is God. So I think that's all that I have for you today. And, um, I think I'm going to have to end it here because, uh, my camera or i guess my phone has been bugging out and um i guess that's like the holy spirit being like all right well you said what you needed to say so now go to bed um and yeah i just wanted to thank you for listening if you have been listening also if you've just been supporting me and commenting or texting me um it really means a lot i actually appreciate feedback So if you have any feedback to give me about any particular topic, or if you want to hear anything in particular, please DM me on Instagram or on YouTube. I don't know how you would DM someone on YouTube, but you can comment. Um, And I guess I'll see you next week. Awesome. Okay. Bye.